Welcome to the ESPC podcast, where every podcast is a business meeting with a specific purpose and a specific outcome. I'm Josh. I have an MBA, securities license, clients for a decade, more than $15 million and above. And what that means to you is, for example, week five, we went 14 and two, 87%. Uh, to put that in perspective, 59%, you can consistently live in Vegas, some pros average 70%. So 85.5 really is really good. For me, it was $11,330 in profit. So we give you the insight how to make that money, betting on NFL games, betting college games. Then we get into the NFL, college football, uh, college basketball. We share the information because we have to, right? It's capitalism. And freedom is not free. And if we don't share information as middle class, upper middle class people, uh, probably this country will be in trouble. Uh, I figured out. But we have a lot of fun at the same time. But part of the process to get that good is that you need to be grounded in reality. All right. Uh, we call this a hot effect podcast because, as Renee Descartes said, a life left unexamined is not worth living. We use business and financial concepts that I use in my other jobs to predict successfully the outcome of football games and monetize our time, make it the highest and best use of our time. We use decision science, we turn to the mean, probability theory. But in this podcast, it's about self-review, right? We use a little bit of psychotherapy. My wife's been a psychotherapist for 18 years. I've learned a lot. You have to feel, you have to feel the shame, the embarrassment, the humiliation of making the wrong decision. To better identify and analyze any situation to get close to the truth. Elon Musk says that to predict outcome, right? The richest man in the world, Elon Musk, to predict outcomes, you have to get to the truth. But again, as middle-class, upper-middle-class people, we do not have the resources Elon Musk has to get to the truth. But what we can do is get to the truth, get as close to the truth as possible. And it starts with you. It starts with us. You can't live in a fantasy world. You can't believe in the Easter Bunny. You can't believe in Santa Claus. Perception is 50-50. And then, you know, we're lied to uh, constantly. So you cannot... Be a legend in your own mind. You can't overestimate your ability to do anything. You can't make excuses for negative outcomes. You have to be accountable. You have to expect, accept responsibility. And you have to uh, improve whatever endeavor you're in by 10 to 20% by using the Hawthorne effect, right? And that's what this podcast is about. Uh, usually better to 20%. Uh, us off the bat, we're in the 50s, but through this effect, the Hawthorne effect, we, you know, we increased 10 to 20%. In the case of last week, or not last week, but week five, we were uh, 14 and two, 87.5% and made $11,330. So again, we use business and financial concepts. We use decision science, right? We turn to the mean, I said, probability theory, highest level, but probability theory is 80%. That's why that 87.5% number is so important to us. Another business concept is 
So if you're the toughest, smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. In this podcast, we're going to theme it. Old quarterback, big mistake. <laughs> big mistake picking the old quarterback. <laughs> what are your first thoughts as we get into it? And we're going to have better information than you can get anywhere else, NFL Network, ESPN, Fox, anywhere, because we it's unfiltered. Uh, we get information from different sources. And between Scott and I, we've been watching football for over 100 years. We're over 50, right? We're not as old as Madonna, but... <laughs> you know, Prince is dead. It used to be Prince and Madonna. When we were young. Yeah. Prince is dead. Madonna is still touring. What are your first thoughts? As we recap Wildcard Weekend, and then we head tomorrow night as we looked at maybe go 8 0. <laughs> we we had a division round. When you, you when went, you congratulations, you went uh let me see 11 and 3. 11 and 2. 11 and 2, yeah. 11 and 2 on the podcast. You probably you should have just quit, right? Because then you wouldn't have had the three. But you were 11 and 2 on the podcast. Listen, I was holding my rosary beads Wednesday night when I made these. <laughs> <laughs> it worked. Yeah. Um, listen, it, there was 27 nothing down Jacksonville was. Uh, there was a lot of stuff. Tampa Bay and Dallas were headed for an under until well, that two-point conversion. Nothing because at that 27 no. nothing, I immediately started betting Jacksonville on the podcast. Yeah, we told you, we told you for a fact. Yep, Florida second half line eight and two this season. Yep, you also had double digit dogs in the division in play. It was a similar eight and two. Yep, right? we're talking over highest level probability is 80 percent. So these two items were at 80 percent. And again, this weekend, they were profitable. Another part that I missed, shame on me, is revenge game theory. Revenge game theory was 2-0. Just <laughs> using those maxims, I make money in the playoffs. I did anyways. Yeah. So there's a lot of different angles. <clears throat> it just, it was a really good week for me personally and for the pod in general. I think right. we, we really hit. We really hit it really good the first week of the playoffs in a lot of situations where it, it was tough. It, it, this week was a tough week to pick. You had a lot of you had some double digits, you had some high point spreads, you had some, you know, every game was a was a, a rematch. So you got to look at that in general. Um, remember, all these teams played each other. So division games there were a lot of division games this weekend more so than than any time I can remember in the first round. Of the oh playoffs. yeah. Holy. So, we got this week too, which is crazy. Yep. So we we did a really good job at dissecting it on Wednesday night and presenting the final product to everybody. And I, I thought we had a, we had a really nice week this week. So you know, I'm happy with what what we did. Not satisfied yet. Not satisfied yet. You know, stay in the seventy to eighty percent range, which would be really good for the NFL playoffs. So yeah, I remember the first year of the podcast where. For most of the year, we're around 70%. And then we got to around 65% by the end of the year. Got messages from some like people who were pros, so-called pros, so-called experts. They said, oh, you did really good in the regular season. That was the year of Freddie Kitchens last year and Matt Patricia. They look out, you just bet against Freddie Kitchens and Matt Patricia. That's why your percentage was so high. You're going to have problems in the playoffs because the playoffs is a lot tougher. 
And uh, Scott made a mockery of that. <laughs> Going 11 <and> 2. <laughs> better, you know, better than regular season. All right. So I'm going to lay out for this podcast. You go backwards or you want to go from chronological order? We'll go the, chronological order because there's a lot to talk about the Dallas Tampa Bay game last night. Yeah. So. This, this, yeah, we'll do that last. So this game, you got right. I got wrong. And it boiled down to old quarterback. Big mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'll let you decide. And, you know, you know each other for a little while now that you yep. know that I don't take anything personally. Yep. And when you, you're at a job, they're like, oh, constructive criticism. No, it's usually a creative insult. But it's not like that with us here. We, we want to learn from our mistakes. We want to get different opinions so we can get better. I don't take anything personally. Uh, I don't know you don't. And we're old. No, I don't do that. young kids. <laughs> so you can tell me, tell me, bad pick or bad luck? I think it's a combination of both. I probably should listen to you because more, more likely than not, San Francisco was going to cover the 10 points. However, the game did kind of go the way I thought. Mm-hmm. And Geno Smith coming down had a similar um, problem that Brady had last night. I thought the expiration date hit. Yeah. Yep, it did. Because all, all he had to do, they were driving down, great drive. They're in the game. They're wearing down. Because football for these guys, I don't think it has to be this way. And you and I, you know, we've seen football where it wasn't this way. But what it is, is a battle of attrition, right? And that's what they want to make it. That's what Shanahan wants to make it. The game last night, both coaches want to make it a battle of attrition. Yep. Who can wear down whose defense? So Seattle was wearing down the very, very good. Because even if you're good, right, fatigue makes coward of us all. Mm-hmm. So even if you're really good, lights out defense like San Francisco, if your starters, your core blessed players are tired, yeah, it gives people like Metcalf and Kenneth Walker really good opportunity. So mm-hmm. Seattle was wearing them down. Uh, they had them where they wanted. Third quarter, driving down in the red zone. Uh, they they were not. They, maybe they were behind the sticks, but it didn't matter because all they needed was a field goal. So definitely in field goal range, Carroll always has a good kicker. And literally Geno Smith hands the ball to the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Something that he's handled all year, something that he's handled all his life, all he needed to do was protect the ball. Put two hands on the ball and go down if you have to uh, because you're in field goal range. What What does he do? He hands the ball to San Francisco. So you cannot predict turnovers right that's what we say exactly exactly so what do you think bad pick or bad luck combination of both combination of both here's here's the deal he trades russell wilson last offseason why because he doesn't want to put the game in the quarterback's hands right and he thinks he has to russell wilson so what's he do in this game he puts the game in the quarterback's hands Right. So he goes against what he said he, he did he didn't want to do because he had to surprise because he played him twice they study him all summer yeah so he's like okay what can I do to surprise Shanahan exactly exactly number two Kyle John. Shanahan has made the quarterback the least important position in football <laughs> Brock Purdy's a third string quarterback right picked last in the NFL draft last year 
and he's been phenomenal. This game too, he was phenomenal. He was San Francisco. Yeah, the San Francisco Forty Nine. More calm and composed than Geno since. Yeah, they just have built around him an ultra talented team. Defensively, they weren't as good as they usually are against right. Seattle, and we kind of saw that coming. We all three of us said it was going right. to be high scoring game because of it. But right. he has built such an offensive juggernaut around Brock Purdy right. that the quarterback can make one mistake and they can get away with it, and right. Purdy's right. not making any mistakes. So uh, my feeling is, is that Kyle Shanahan coached his game and Pete Carroll did not coach his game. He got out of his level comfort zone. The game was close going in the fourth quarter. It was a coin flip, you know, in terms of um, over or under 10, the 10 points. spread. I think San Francisco was going to win it all along, but um, I think it's a little of both because of the, because of the turnover and because Seattle could win. What I thought Seattle could do was keep it close. Because it's a playoff game too, right? So you don't give up. So I thought maybe right. Seattle was going to be down 13, 17 points um, at the at the end of the game, right? Yep. And then backdoor. Yeah, score a meaningless touchdown, keeping under 10 points. Yeah. I I I thought that was going to be the scenario that could have played out in this game, but they were fighting on the sideline. There were arguments. There were disagreements right. on the sideline in the Seattle San Francisco game. So that might have led to to a little bit of you know offness from Geno Smith, right? But Geno Smith regressed into the quarterback that he had been with the Jets and the backup for Russell Wilson for a couple of games. So it's uh, it's uh, it's, a, it's a little of both. It's a bad right. luck and a bad pick. I, nobody saw Brock Purdy cut stuff too. The uh, it was dumb for Seattle to um, rile up the 49ers because then. The 49ers weren't in a uh, let's get out of here, let's run the ball mood. They were let's run up the score mood. <laughs> and the <laughs> other and, and the, to be honest, the other thing that Seattle did was when they tackled, I think it was well, Debo. Right. So maybe to be frank. Right. When when they tackled Debo on a play, they tried to twist his leg to get him injured, one of the Seattle right. plays. And San Francisco was really mad at that. And right. I think they were on point the rest of that game. So Right. Do not make a team that's better than you mad because all they're going to do is play better. And they did. Right. Seattle did. And San Francisco played better. So, you know, kudos to Seattle. Nobody expected them to ever be in this position. I give them full credit. They played a lot better than people thought. But I just think they ran into the juggernaut of the 49ers and, and it, it showed. So, they bad luck like and bad football type team that covers because not. San Francisco's covered now 12 games in a row. Yeah. You yep. to go to the Super Bowl, kind of like our teams that do that. Yep. Uh, so they they look they they looked apart. The they certainly do. They certainly do. They might yeah. pick to go to the Super Bowl. They have been for at least six weeks now. So yeah. this is a bad pick. Uh I don't know. It's like, did I really do that? Did I really put money on this? Did I really do that? Under 48. Because I knew, I bet the second half line made money off the second half line. That made money plus one fifteen Jacksonville. Because you guys, you you first, I uh, noticed, and then Chad, you're like, no, Jacksonville money line. You know, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, that's that's a good bet, Jacksonville mm-hmm. money. Line. We're yeah. all that. Maybe I think that's what happened. I got too excited with the Jacksonville money line plus one fifteen. 
that I, I didn't think that under 48, the reason I went under 48 was the average score of an NFL game is 45 points. Yeah. I said at 48 and it's a playoff game. So if you live in the past, you die in the past. Yeah. So I was living 10 years ago where they played defense. And Chad made a good point. He says a DM. Defense is not being played, right? And Chad's more of a defense sometimes. Defense is not being so the defense that we're used to in the playoffs is not happening now. It's not 19, it's not nine, it's not the 1970s, it's not the 1980s or the 90s, and it's not 2013. No. Football no. has changed. This whole thing with Hamlin and all this and that is gonna change it a little bit even more, but right now no no defense is being played. Uh did every game go except for obviously Harbaugh? Harbaugh's the only throwback out there, right? Even that went, it went under the original line, which I got it, but yeah. went over what it got bit down to, yeah, which was you know 39 40. So basically, every single playoff game went over. Uh, I see that that's a terrible pick, bad pick. So that's two bad picks on my part. I'm, I'm with you because I. All uh, transparency. Yeah. I went five and one Saturday. Yeah. My DM tweet with Josh in our in our little thing was, "I'm pissed I didn't pick the over." <laughs> you only right. remember the one you didn't get right. Right. We should have seen this. We should really have seen this coming. I mean, oh, this, is, this is bad pick because we got three guys picking, that, so we don't miss anything. If you pick in second half, Jacksonville line. The defenses are going to wear down, and sure enough, the best—and I said this on a pregame show Saturday, uh, sun, Sunday morning—the right. best in-game adjustment I've seen ever in the playoffs was what Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence did Saturday night. Four interceptions in the first half, four touchdowns in the second half. The best in-game adjustment I've ever seen a coach. So that's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is a wild. Young quarterback. Yes, he is. Like a good score, like Vinny Johnson, right? Vinny Johnson goes 0 for 21 night, comes back next night, 20, 23 pointers. Microwave. Human microwave. He's not a passer. He's a thrower. He's not a shooter, right? In basketball, yeah. we call him. He's not a shooter. He's a scorer. George Gerber, right? Yep. So, so to me, it was a total bad pick because of the fact that we should have seen this Jacksonville team in the second half exploding on offense against the Chargers defense and it happens <laughs> the way that I we thought it would except we went under so yeah well in that pick I'm living in the past because I'm thinking the playoff games are going to stay under because both teams are nervous to try to be aggressive and in games and that's that those days are over they're over teams yeah, get yeah, aggressive it, they're over Jim made a good point on the live stream too about Lombardi being a horrible offensive coordinator. Yeah, and it cost him his job. He's yep. doing a lot of different um, jobs. He has his kid in there. And remember, this is a cheap franchise, so he had to pay for his kid to be there out of his own pocket. The thing I'll, I'll say, they're up 27 nothing, and Austin Eckler has 13 touches in the game. You're up 27 nothing. Austin Eckler has 13 rushes in the game. Why? Why are you? He's he's their best player on offense, 
and defense. Well, maybe not. Post is probably the best player in defense, but Eckler needs to have more touches in games, especially when you're up 27 to nothing. Especially when you're up 27. Yeah. So yeah. So that's my point, right? Yep. What do you think of this? It's traditional football. You've seen it a hundred times. You're up 27 to nothing. Mm -hmm. Football is a game of attrition. You have 40 seconds on the time clock. Yep. Yep. You bring everybody in and you say, all right, nobody goes out of bounds. This is football. You got pants on helmet. No one goes out of bounds. Exactly. Now you run it on first and second down, traditional, to give the defense rest, right? We talk about it all year long, protect the defense, to give the defense rest. In this case, you're cutting the game in half. You are. So it makes it impossible to come back from 27 points. Right. To your point, now, for me, it used to get boring, right? Just watching all this running. So what you can do, since you have a franchise quarterback, is throw a safe pass. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a lot of he's going on Lombardi, but he doesn't have a quarterback coach. Chase Daniel, the backup quarterback, acts as the quarterback coach. If you saw that, Herbert would go to the sidelines. There's no quarterback coach. He was sitting down next to Daniel, Daniel. Yep. with the iPad or the Surface. And they were going over coverages or whatever. There's no yep. actual Ken Dorsey, who's now the uh, offensive coordinator. There's in a Ken Dorsey, or it used to be, or a Brian Seip. Remember that? Yep. Usually this old quarterback, old veteran guy who goes in there. Or Brian Greasy. You thought, oh, Brian Greasy does a great job with San Francisco. San Francisco has, you no, know, the office, head coach is the offensive coordinator, right? It's Channing. Yep. But they got a quarterback's coach. Anthony Lynn, former head coach. Is your running backs coach. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback's coach is Brian Greasy, whose dad is in the Hall of Fame, and he yep. won a national title in Michigan, and he had a pretty decent NFL career with Denver. Agreed. Agreed. Chargers, because they're cheap, they have nothing. And you got the coach's son in there in the booth writing things down instead of having an intern or having an employee of the Chargers for an office writing whatever they're writing down, right? Whatever data there is. The guy has his kid there. So you run it on first down, you run it on second down, if you're behind the sticks, right? So behind the sticks means parcels, right? You have to run, you have to, when you run, you have to make at least 3.5 yards or you're behind the sticks. Agreed, yeah. Your running is going to be Third and seven. Yep. On third and seven, he only had Palmer or Keenan Allen. No Mike Williams. And whose fault is that? Then now you have a one less weapon on third and seven when you're running down the clock with a 27-point lead. Whose yep. fault is that, Scott? So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still should have been fired already. To be honest with you, here's, here's the deal, in my opinion. Staley... Does he? Everybody says he's a great offensive. He's a great game coordinator. He's, he's a great game plan. He's all this stuff. Okay, yes. If I'm the GM, I'm saying to him, Week 18 against Denver, you're not playing Mike Williams. You're not playing Austin Eckler. You're not playing Keenan Allen. You're not playing Justin Herbert. You're not playing those four guys. You have the number five seed wrapped up. You don't need to play those guys. Don't play them. 
Right. Play the backups. I don't care if we lose 45 to nothing. Don't play them. They're healthy for the for the but playoffs. That's, that's, that's on Tom Telesco. Yes, it is. That's on Panos. Yes, it, it definitely is. I think that whole staff should be fired, to be honest with you. Because if Mike Williams is there, they win that game. I, I guarantee you. They win well, that he game. would have been a couple of third down and sevens. Yep. Clock keeps going, right? Yep. And I'm different. If I'm a coach and that's happening to me, I'm calling timeout. Why am I going to wait for call timeout later in the game? I'm calling timeout now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Stop the clock then because now Mike Williams made a third down, right? Uh, the clock keeps running. Boom, you're in the fourth quarter, and there's no way there's no way you're coming back. Yeah. So, you know, you, you saw it coming. I listened to the char- – I, I told you this. Listen to the Chargers radio right. broadcast. 27 nothing, overjoyed. 27-7, overjoyed at halftime. 27-14, little trepidation. 30-20 was over. It was over the Chargers radio broadcast. Because, they have, because again, it was over. The battle of attrition. Yep. They're a Greek mafia-owned organization. Yep. And the problem with mafia-owned organizations like the Commanders – uh, they have no backup. They have no depth, right? Exactly. Exactly. Unless you have Brian Deball. We'll get to that game. So, yeah, we didn't miss anything after that. The Bills, all over that game. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, should have picked Miami second half one, but already had profit all over yep. that game. Yep. Lost 14, over 44. And on the live stream, uh, you guys had some props that hit, and then I had, you know, I had my JPP later one that hit, uh, and I had that Josh Allen, I don't care how many points they scored, uh, he does not look right. He, had, he The only thing he could do was throw the deep ball, which is what he's more comfortable with, but he threw the two picks I saw coming. He hit, he didn't have, he was set, like, like uh, he, he, that's why he's the number one pick. What, what Chad was talking about, that, you know, they're teaching kids now to have hot feet, to be able to go through their progressions. Before he could go, Montana used to be able to do this the best. Marino used to do this really good. Brady used to do the young Tom Brady. The young Tom Brady. Young Tom Brady, yeah. Used to <laughs> Not do the old Tom Brady. Uh, they have that, that series on TV, The Young Rock. The young Tom Brady. <laughs> used to be able to go through his progressions and be able to set his feet and throw. That's how fast they did. The, the Josh it, Allen used to be able to do that. He can't now. He, he makes me very nervous. He has, he has a cannon arm, right? The chat says, okay, he has a cannon arm. He gets away with it. When he gets older, he's not. But now his, he has half his feet because of the mental stuff. Where the guy mm-hmm. having an attack. Now he's, you know, he changed religions. <laughs> I challenge so I challenge anybody to go back and watch the Buffalo Miami game. Yeah. He had he was throwing passes, jumping in the air. He <laughs> he makes he makes me nerve. He makes me very nervous right now. Right. Josh Allen. He just there's just something there that just is not right. And I don't know if it's his elbow. I don't know if it's his legs. I don't know if it's his shoulder or a combination of everything. But there is something there. It just makes me very nervous to watch him throw a pass. Well, I'm, I think anxiety, too. I think it's his head. Yeah. Yeah, it could be, too. I mean, the combination but, of everything. And the fact that he's been running a lot, right? Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. This is the least he's run 
and my and I was listening to the Miami radio, and they were saying that the Bills right now are doing the opposite of what conventional wisdom is. And I agree. Most of the time, I don't agree with conventional wisdom, but in this case, I do. I do. Yeah, I do as well. You run you. three times your quarterback to get three first downs. If you have, yeah. If you don't let him go, you don't start running your quarterback fifteen times until the playoffs into a playoff the bills did the opposite they ran 15 20 times during the season this time they only ran four times really if waddle doesn't drop those three passes if they don't miss a couple of blown assignments on defense miami wins this game easily they do they listen if you don't if you don't believe (laughs) that first waddle drop was a touchdown it was a touchdown and that puts them up seven nothing. That changes the complexion of the game. The jumpy, jittery Josh Allen probably is not as effective. I, Miami could have put forty five up on them oh, easily, easily. Well, Tyreek Tyre dropped a, a slant. Yep, yep. Yeah, you knew what Tyreek was thinking. Tyreek's like, "Oh, I'm taking this to the house." Absolutely, absolutely. He he was. I mean, Miami played a re- nobody. First of all, nobody else was on Miami except us. Yeah. That's number one. Number no. two, Miami's defense showed up all game, and you're like, well, Scott, how they gave up 34 points. No, they sacked Josh Allen, they turned him over, and they got a touchdown on defense. They played really well in that game, and they should have won it. They should have won it. And one thing, too, because a lot of people are freaking out. They have it here in my notes. Because I, I copy and paste it and tell people on Twitter this. Yeah. A couple of people challenged me. I gave them links where they could look at the federal filings of the NFL. You know where I'm going with this, right? I know exactly where you're going people, with this. People were going crazy. They're like seeing the NFL six, da 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 da. This is a statement I wrote. Let me know what you think, Scott, because people are going nuts on this. They're saying, oh, the NFL six. Oh, I can't believe these calls the refs are making. We're factoring in the calls we're making to our picks. That's why we have the. You know, we're old, so we have a responsibility to educate people. Yep. It's, it's, look, this is the same. I wrote it up. It is not illegal for the referees to make a bad call on purpose. The referees have a fiduciary obligation to the NFL, to the league, to make the NFL and Roger Goodell and the owners money. The NFL changed its destination from sports, competition, to entertainment, the same legal designation as the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> so bad calls, when the ref makes a bad call on purpose, it's legal. Is it unethical? Yes. Yeah, oh, is absolutely. It, yes. Is it illegal? No. No. Is anybody going to jail for this? No. No. <laughs> so let me, let me ask you people something. You know, feel free to DM me. Feel free to disagree. Do you think the NFL wants to see Miami, Kansas City, or Buffalo, Cincinnati in the second round? Yeah. I think they want to see Buffalo, Cincinnati. Right. That's what I think. So to Josh's point, there was no way in the official's mind Miami was getting out of Buffalo with the win. No way. It's a brother Sometimes it doesn't work. Remember, highest level of probability, data percent. Sometimes the, the refs make bad calls on purpose to put the toll on the scale for a team, and they still lose. It yep. happens. 
It absolutely but happens. It in because we're betting spreads and we're saying, okay, as marketing people, as people who have been in the United States all our lives, in the United States, all about business, we know a little bit about business. Uh, the Vikings, right? Bad pick or bad luck? Definitely a bad pick on under 48. Uh, yeah, bad, the, the way I'm thinking, again, it's in the past and I'm dying because I'm thinking in the past. I have to, to know and not to know. Not to know and not to do is not to know. That's one. Number two, revenge game theory. The Giants had lost to the Vikings during the regular season. Meaning just using revenge game theory, not overthinking things, I would have gotten uh, this pick right as well with the Vikings. I did get it right with, with the Ravens. Uh, this game, again, old quarterback, big mistake. Uh Kirk Cousins is going to do what Kirk Cousins does. <laughs> yeah, I should have listened to you about Kirk Cousins. You're like, this is going to be a curse. close game. Prophetic words, right? Nostradamus, Scott. This is going to be a close game, and Kirk Cousins is going to do something to screw it up. And that is exactly what happened. Now, one thing that I missed, I overestimated the bad. I knew the Vikings defense was bad, but I felt they could at least stop the Giants on one drive. <laughs> they didn't. The, the Giants have a – and this is bad for the NFL. This is this reminds me – remember when Georgetown won the national title? I was like, this is horrible because all that Georgetown <laughs> did was foul, play defense, and right, oil paranoia. They were afraid to shoot. And when they won the national title, I'm like, everybody's going to copy them. Same thing with the Giants, you know, and I got to look at your biases about this because, man, the Giants are illegally under the salary cap. Yep. Is yep. Goodell going to do something to the Mars? I doubt it. But again, is it unethical what Roger Goodell's doing? Yes. Is it wrong what Roger Goodell's doing? Yes, it's wrong what he's doing. Is it illegal? It's like when he lied to Congress. Was it a crime for Roger Goodell to lie to Congress? Yes. Yeah. Is somebody going to prosecute Roger Goodell? No. 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 Somebody prosecuting no. Roger Goodell with taking him to court, putting handcuffs on him or nothing. Nobody's doing that. Uh, excuse <laughs> me, Mr. Goodell. Come come with us. We, we, we're, we'd like so to have this you. 100% bad pick on my part. So this is two bad picks. So out of my four losses, all four of them are bad picks. Yeah, I should have known better. So, so my... My thing was this in this game. Minnesota has a minus point differential. Yeah. Okay. Kirk Cousins can never perform well in a big time situation. For whatever reason it is, Justin Jefferson has 47 yards. Last game against the Giants, he had 100 and something yards. Okay. Yeah. TJ Hawkins did the same thing as he did last time. Caught a lot yeah. of balls, a lot of yards and stuff like that. Right. But it's fourth down, you're down seven, you need eight yards for a first down, and you throw a three-yard out to your tight end. Old tight quarterback, end. big mistake. And it's a mental cramp. No chance the guy's getting eight yards, five more yards. We'll talk to no you in senior moment in a second. But that was a senior moment. I'm going to tell you. This is the other thing, too. Um, big old quarterback, big mistake. All three of them are immobile quarterbacks who cannot make first downs with their feet. Do people you realize? Missed, uh, Brady and Kirk Cousins. Do people I think realize? Cousins can. 
he, he just didn't. He's just been taught to stay in the pocket. But yeah. he, he, he's a decent athlete. He could take off a couple of times. Yeah, he is. And do you realize, do people realize, I say the worst contract in NFL history is Kirk yeah. Cousins' contract. Well, I said, what are you talking about? Three years, 90 million, fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Right. This guy hasn't won a big game in a big spot, I don't think, in his career, ever. Ever. So you, what you're doing is you're asking a guy to do something he's never, ever done before. And Kirk Cousins in prime time, everybody says, well, Minnesota's a wagon. You can't pick against him. Yes, you can because of their quarterback and the decision-making right. he makes. It just right. is terrible. It just is terrible. And I was all over the Giants when the matchups came out. I just knew the Giants were going to win this game. And you say, why? Because Kirk Cousins can't perform in a big spot. And the Giants have a sneaky good offense right now. Sneaky good. Okay? Even we'll Davis Webb we'll almost that offense. Uh, we'll get into that offense. I'll have some film set up for tomorrow. Yep. So tomorrow we'll have it in there an hour. Because uh, it's only four games. Yep. Plus one, right? And this is the thing, too, with me picking against the Giants. Uh, salesmen think short-term. Businessmen think long-term. That offense does not last forever. Look, no, it see, Lamar, see Lamar Jackson. Greg Mullen runs the same offense over there at uh, Baltimore. The Giants uh, have already done their job. They already won their one playoff game. They've done, they've yeah, done what they, they were supposed to do. They don't have any players. They, no, they, they don't. be in the playoffs. Exactly. He ball has his system. His system works for a certain length of time. It's not going to work a lot because Daniel Jones, I think he's only doing this, to be honest, because he's always been hurt. Uh, he's just doing this to get another contract. He's not going to get – and you know what? He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. And not perform at all. This is the best you'll ever see him. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. And I'll show this real quick because this, this is ridiculous, and, and this is not – because for us, right, you know, do the podcast and talk to people, advise them. What we're doing with sports betting, right, is we can repeat it. We repeat it, right? Every week we repeat profit. We can scale it. As your bankroll gets higher, you can bet more and more and more. That's scaling. And it's sustainable. As long as sports betting is legal, we can do this. What D-Ball is doing with... Uh, Daniel Jones is not sustainable. He no. cannot do this. He, 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 he's already uh, halfway hurt already. Yep. He, was, yep. he took some vicious shots. Even though that, that stupid Vikings defense was horrible, they at least got a couple cheap shots in there. Now, that, that coordinator needs to be fired. The, uh, the Minnesota guy. Well, the Minnesota guy's a cheap guy, right? Yep. He had been in the league for almost 30 years, and they never made him a defensive coordinator. O'Connell got very little money for assistance, so he got the cheapest defensive coordinator you could get. Some guy who had never – they'd never allowed this guy to be a coordinator ever. Right? And now we know why, because he never – second half he needed to put in a spy to stop this nonsense. 17 carries. The leading rusher for the Giants was Daniel Jones, your, your softly built. Chad, mm-hmm. that we have on the podcast is more built, has a more powerful build. He is. Than Jones. All right. He's taking shots. He's not going to do this this year. Uh, 17 versus 78, 78 yards. 
more more rushing yards that you come Barkley, yeah. who had a big play. You're not allowed to again live in the past. You die in the past. In the playoffs, when you and I were growing up, you know the Raiders against the Steelers. No big plays were allowed. Right. The immaculate reception was the only big play in that game. <laughs> Agreed. Right? Agreed. You know, and this coordinator who had never been a coordinator, so the cheap Vikings is finally showed up. And then what you said, you know, well, old quarterback, big mistake, uh, either not just taking him off for the eight yards because the lane was there. Yep. Um, yep. You know, so you, bad pick. Bad pick. You were right. You they double covered Justin Je- That last play that we oh, just yeah. talked about, the eight yards. Double covered Justin Jefferson. Double covered Evan Thielen. They left the tight end wide open three yards past the line of scrimmage. They were daring him to throw it, and he took the bait. He took You're the not bait. smart. You're not smart when you do stuff like that. It's just, it's not, it's not smart to do that. It just yeah. is not. You're asking a, you're asking a lumbering tight end to go five yards in, when he gets double teamed after he makes the catch to get five yards. Come right. on, really, really, Kurt. And how really? much has Kurt been in the league? Huh? He's, he's, he's been left. in the league a long time. He's been in the league Over a long decade. time. Yep. Over a decade. Yep. He came in when IG3 came in. That's right. That was the second second quarterback in that draft they picked. He's right. going to get his bonus. He was 31 for 39, 273 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. But that's why uh, Dizzy Dean said there are lies, there are damn lies, and then there are statistics. <laughs> yeah. Listen, the stats look great, except for the two interceptions. It's the decision-making. Right. It's not good. It's not good. Right. Idiot. So. Yeah. So that was it, man. For losses, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, it was a bad pick. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, yeah, do you think it's a bad pick, bad pick, or bad luck? I mean, if he does not old quarterback, big mistake. They drive down there. He's hurt, right? We know he's hurt. Yeah, he can't hurt. throw it. He can only yeah. maybe lob it for his long throw. He lobs it, and Mike Kevin runs under it. He missed that. Yep. Uh, if again, same thing with Geno Smith, the same thing, exact situation. You're driving, you're, you're, um, you are putting wear and tear on the Dallas defense. Yep. Yep. Driving down, uh, Dallas kickers keeping you in the game, and you hand it over to the other team. Miscommunication. For whatever reason, and that's the problem, too, with – you said it, right? You said it right at the beginning of the season. Tampa Bay is going to play vanilla all year. Win yep. their last three games. Yep. They head to the playoffs. It's hard for a team just to turn it on. And this was the worst communication that the Bucks did all year. Yeah. That was a miscommunication on that play. Well, really what happened uh, – I don't know if any – this is what I heard from the back rack, okay? From the little birdies that Brady tried to throw the ball away, but he physically was not able to. He only made it to the to, – he didn't make it over the end zone and the Dallas defender was there and got it. Either way, it's a mistake because it just you're, – you're at the goal line. Just slam the ball on the ground. Or whatever. Yeah. He is 
first of all, father time never loses. And he's going to win in this case, too, because I, I think Brady is oh, yeah. is physically can't do it anymore. He just well, can't. That play, that play kind of proves it. He couldn't throw second, the ball. Second of all, on a play in the late third, early fourth, as I told you in pre-show, Mike, Mike Evans was wide open coming right. across, and Brady threw it to the middle of the field. That's miscommunication. They've, they've been – Perfect communication-wise for two years, Brady was there till this year. Right. All of a sudden, they're not good anymore communication-wise. He is just a 45-year-old guy that needs everything as a quarterback to go perfect for them right. to win playoff games. And it's not always going to go perfect. And he, I think his his expiration well, date, so to speak, has run out. He, he needed to do a basic performance. Like right there, yeah. all he yeah. needed to do was slam the ball on the ground. You get intentional grounding. You're still in field goal range because they're at yeah. the goal. Yeah. Yeah. And he, because you're hurt, you got a bad shoulder, you're whatever's wrong with you. You cannot throw it away at this time because you're not physically able. He forgot how old he was and forgot what injuries he had. He tried to throw it. They call it a senior moment. Really, it's what he had. He gives it. I think Geno Smith had a senior moment too. And as so I told you, gives it to the other team, just not physically able. So as I told you, especially football is a young man's game. As I told you in pre-show too, the scapegoat has already been been named. It's Byron Leftwich, and he, he's either been fired or is going to be fired, um, which is wrong. One hundred percent wrong. Not many levels because he's up for other jobs. So yes, yeah. If you are going to terminate him. The professional way, and I know Jason Light knows this, and I know people in the front office know this as well, that you keep it under wraps until he does all his interviews and all this stuff. You, you can put him on uh, double secret probation, tell the accounting staff not to pay him. Say, hey, don't pay him, right? He's on a, a performance leave of absence, right? And we're letting him interview with other jobs. We just don't want to put it out there. Any negativity towards the guy so he can get another job. Either college. College pays more than the NFL. You get paid more in college than cheap NFL teams. And you get treated better, right? They give you water. Yeah. You know that you know that McDaniels bought water for the Dolphins, this team, this yep. year? Because Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, will not provide water in the building. He's like, all right, I turned on the lights, the electricity. What more do you want from me? So, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, Leftwich can get a really good job either in college or in the NFL. So, if that happens, there's something extra going on. It's either the owner, the owner's wife, somebody putting undue pressure for them to do this unprofessionally. Yeah, I you know, and and the other thing is is Dallas's defense played really well last night. And I should have seen Dallas's defense not playing two two duds in a row. Um, but as you said, Dan Quinn is up. I, I, that, I would disagree with that. I think Tampa Bay went up and down the field on them. And you could say they played really good red zone defense, yeah. but it was more the ineptitude of Brady and the yeah. fact they don't have any running backs, right? They don't have Fournette's old. Yeah, Fournette's, Fournette's 
older as a running back. When you get to 30 as a running back, you're, you know, or close to that, you're, you're, you start to see the downhill slide coming. And Fournette had his great run two years ago in the playoffs to get Tampa in the Super Bowl and help Brady win it. Okay. Last, the, the last two, the second year Brady was there, he was good, not great. And then the slide just started to happen. Right. He, he was close to getting cut in that Super Bowl year. And he said, I better start playing well or I'm, I'm gone. And, and he did. And, and, you know, I give him full credit. But now, you know, the slide is coming with the running backs. The quarterback position is too old for Tampa Bay. They, they're probably not going to have Brady next year. They're going to have to restock with the quarterback, which is never a good thing because you're either going to get a young guy in there and you got two stud wide receivers in Godwin and Evans, and their talent's going to be wasted probably next year, bringing this quarterback along. So there's yeah, a lot like, of things like, that Tampa Bay did last night that I, I just don't like, and I don't think you're going to see Tampa back in a spot like this for a little bit. So Well, they have to rebuild that offensive line. They certainly do. They certainly so do. Because they still got, uh, you know, Dallas got 425 total yards. Yep. Tampa Bay have 386. So that was and the other thing we should be off of. Tampa Bay should not if if Dallas was good, they should have shut Tampa Bay out, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other Brady doesn't throw that interception in the end zone. We got a totally different ball game. And the other thing you should have seen coming was Dak is not Dak played a horrible game against Washington. I didn't, right. didn't think he, he was going to play another bad game against Tampa last night. And he certainly hey, did. To your point, because this is another point you're making, which is good. Todd Bowles. Yeah. Right? Yep. He sat in zone the whole game and did not do anything. Dak did not read any defenses last night. Didn't they happen. were off place or anything. Didn't happen. A couple of times he got it wrong, he just got lucky. Yep. Or it wasn't even, I, I was thinking about it and I was looking at it and I say, okay, he got lucky from the neck up, but from the neck down, he just threw a bullet, you know, and he hit a tight window in an area and he dropped a dime. <laughs> so from the neck, in, not everybody can make throws like that. Like, like, okay, the other guy, Tom Brady, cannot make that throw right now. This is a young man, you know, with a rocket arm in, in, in great accuracy. It, it's it's honest. It was a bad read, really. But they played yeah. in zone. He had nothing to read. They're playing zone. We're going to run a, execute the zone beater. Honestly, honestly, the last point I'll make, this has become yeah. a young man's game. And guys yeah. like Brady and Rodgers, they're just too, they're just old. They're really yeah. old right now. And, and Kirk it, Cousins. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins too. Both, all three of those guys. They're just old right now. They can't just, right. they can't read defenses like they used to. They can't scramble like they used to they can't move out of the pressure in the pocket like they used to you know i wouldn't be surprised if you see brady retire you saw the last of brady last night right aaron Rodgers, if he doesn't retire it's all because he's making a, a, a boatload of money this year coming up and kirk, cousins, and kirk cousins gonna have a tough time finding you know finding work if minnesota moves on from him so oh yeah so that's what you're looking at with these guys. Right? The manager at Walmart makes 180000 Yeah. The assistant manager makes 20 bucks an hour. Everybody else in the store, 10 bucks an hour. Yep. That's what Minnesota wants to do. They want to pay the quarterback a lot of money. Cheap teams want to do that. Everybody else making 10 bucks an hour. Uh, 
that's the only way these guys survive. Tom Brady's finances are a disaster right now. Absolutely. He no doesn't doubt. have Giselle's money. Guerrero's blowing on his money. He's, he's going to get sued because of the crypto thing he got involved in. Fox isn't even really... I wouldn't... I wouldn't... If I, you know, as a wealth management professional, I really doubt Fox is going to pay that whole money. They're saying to make him an announcement. Fox is not really solvent. Fox, ESPN, they all could go down. That's why the NFL is with Amazon now. That's why they were YouTube. Because these traditional networks might not exist five years from now. Fox might not exist. ESPN might not exist. But ESPN is on its deathbed over there with Disney. Yeah, right. they are. Yeah, so, they are. I don't so, thought, man. Good stuff, man. It's the best yeah. that anybody can have. And we speak, we're not having a monopoly on the truth. Nobody does. But yep. what we do is we give you our most authentic um, processing of the information we're seeing. And we're using that information to put money in our pocket, to mo- put money in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Now, today, as we watch the games during the playoffs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off right because I got to go to work. But um, yes, sir. I think we had a uh, we had a really solid week this week. You right. know, you know I don't look at I look at the pod more than I look at how I did. So I think the pod had a really good week. I think the collaboration between all three of us is is epic. It's it's right. basically epic. Nobody had Miami. Nobody picked Baltimore plus the points. No, um, you know nobody. You know picked picked Jacksonville second half line. Jacksonville plus the three. A lot of people did not. A lot of people shied away. No, from no. So we're we're right now. We're in a good spot, and this week is going to be another challenge. Week. There's really good matchups. You know, there's not an, an easy game to pick this weekend. <laughs> there's four good games coming at you. So. It's going to be finding that one little piece that that's going to help us pick. So, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Exactly. But we had we had a good week. I'm I'm very happy with the week we had. So yeah, no, playoffs are tougher. I haven't seen anybody saying oh blah 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 in the playoffs because of what Scott just said. So don't pay Action Sports a thousand dollars. Listen to the podcast. Listen to our whys, right, and uh, monetize it because you have to. it's a recession coming and inflation's high. And Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the USPC Podcast Network. I'm the best there is.